pull up a bar stool. Man, I tell you, this is this is a very unique podcast. Um, I know we kind of dig deep quite a bit when JR is on, and because uh, he takes the wheel and makes me feel really uncomfortable because I never have any idea what we're going to talk about. But it's usually something about um, you know business. Today, he's really kind of setting the building blocks for understanding who I am and why. Uh, it's, it's weird. It's weird for me. So we went way, way back. Um, we're talking about when I was a little kid to middle school and high school and moving around and the first job I ever had as a kid, first money I ever made as a kid, what kind of student I was. It, it was... You know, some of it was hard. Some of it was hard for me, and I really struggled to remember. Um, but it was interesting. I think you're going to enjoy this one. If not, that's fine. Skip ahead. But otherwise, enjoy this one and uh, sit back, relax, pop a bottle. Let's do it. Hey, everybody. John here from JohnLumber.com and John Limber Digital on Facebook. Here with another edition of the Social Media Pubcast, where each week I invite you to the virtual pub and we get drunk on social media. So once a month, I invite my man, my friend, my business manager, my backup CEO, John Robinson, JR, on a show. And we don't so much get drunk on social media. He usually gets me drunk on talking business stuff and making me feel uncomfortable. How you doing, JR? I am doing very well. It is day two of summer. In mm. summer in San Diego, you can't complain. So I'm doing really well. Dude, day two in summer in San Diego is the same thing as day three in spring in San Diego and day one in <laughs> winter in San Diego. What are you even talking about? <laughs> There's a post on Facebook that has a picture of day one of summer. And then it's the same picture of day one of winter in San Diego. So you are right on. Of course I'm right on. So you know how this works. It's the podcast. What are you beverdating on today? Oh, I'm so embarrassed. I am oh, beverdating on Takati. Oh, okay. It's even a can. Okay. Ooh, that's a big tall glass. Is it two Takatis? That's a big tall glass. No, it's one. Really? Okay. It's one. That's just that's a deceptive what? glass. It is. What are you drinking? I am drinking a Prost Dunkel dark Franconian style lager. <laughs> uh, yeah. Cheers. 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 Oh yeah. Nothing like a beer <laughs> at nine or ten in the morning, huh? Nine oh five. I, I, I think I'm ready to go watch some soccer now. Yeah. There was a game on. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, yeah, this is, how we do this is uh, JR usually takes the wheel, and I have no idea what we're going to talk about, and uh, he's going to lead the way, so go for it. Yeah, well, I'm a little embarrassed to start it this way today because I've been listening to a few podcasts, and uh, I realized there were some things that I've never asked you before and as a fellow family member, I'm even more embarrassed that I don't know some of these things. So <laughs> I am going to ask you stuff that I probably should know, mm. but I don't. And if I don't know them, I'm pretty sure 
listening audience doesn't know them either. So, first things first, where were you born? I was born in Ripon, Wisconsin. Small town, 7,000 people in Wisconsin. Ripping good cookies. Oh, goodness. I don't even know what ripping good cookies means. <laughs> so, your parents, what did they do for a living? What what do they do or what did they do? Because I don't know if your dad's retired. They, they've retired. both retired. So my mom was an elementary school teacher. She uh, originally, she went from full time to a substitute once um, we were we were born and growing up. And then, uh, then went back to a full time uh, uh, fifth grade teacher. And my dad was a math professor at the at Ripon College. So bo- both teachers? Both teachers, yep. Did you did you ever have your mom and as a teacher in any of your? <laughs> I had her as a sub, at least once, but the last time it happened, it never happened again because it was di- a disaster. <laughs> I was a complete asshole. <laughs> was, what do you mean? What, I don't, what happened? I don't even remember exactly, but it, you know, I was in it was first grade and. I just remember I was just a complete jerk, and I, I don't know if I was just cocky and throwing stuff and being to give an attitude, or I don't even remember. But keep in mind, I wasn't a bad kid otherwise, but like my, my mom was a sub, and I was a complete jerk. It, it, uh, so yeah, that never happened again, I don't think. What And what, I forgot, what did you say she, she taught? So she was subbing for what class, do you remember? Well, and back then, I mean, we were talking about elementary school, so it's covering all subjects. Oh, all subjects, okay. Yeah. And, and and you decided that you were going to be a rebel for one day. Yeah. Were you the same way for all subs or just your no, mom? No, I don't think I was at least, but uh, definitely for my mom. Um, you know, it, it's it's really hazy. I guess you would have to ask my fellow classmates uh, what kind of student I was. Otherwise, I don't think I was because I didn't I didn't get in trouble a lot. Like I, I wasn't staying after school and suspension and all that stuff. I think I I might have pushed the the limit sometimes, but um, I knew where the edges were. Oh, so you both of your parents are teachers. You're having to be, I guess, a pretty good student. Yeah. What were you? What, what were you, a C student? Because I would say you were probably a C student. <laughs> no. Um, well, so keep in mind, my my brother was like brilliant. So he's my older brother, so that's what I had to live up to. Um, which, you know, I think it works both ways. It's like sometimes it's frustrating. Sometimes you feel like, you know, it gives you more motivation that you, you've got to, you know, live up to it. Um, but, yeah, and like in high school, now keep in mind, I moved, we moved around quite a bit and ended up moving back to Ripon eventually by high, by high school, but we moved to Iowa and Michigan and all over the place, but um, high school, when I started out my freshman year, because I was, again, in another rebellious phase because I was mad that we moved, uh, <laughs> I had a horrible first semester where I, like, I think I got a D minus in something, and, um, and th- this is a lesson, though, I think, in how important, you know, the, the teacher is not not even so much like one's better than the other, but just you know the connection. So I, I think I got like a D minus or something first semester in, in Spanish, 
I changed Spanish teachers and got nothing but A's from that point forward in Spanish. All right, I gotta know, was your first teacher a guy no. and the second teacher a woman? No. Okay. <laughs> both, both were women, both were women. But anyway, so so it started out really, really bad, and like so bad that I had a meeting with my parents and the I think the principal about what we needed to do. Because basically, it wasn't just because it was bad. It wasn't necessarily really, really bad for most, for all kids. It just, you know, the expectations out of me was that I was going to do a lot better. And then uh, from that point forward, I mean, I, I ended up with like a 3-3 three, uh, three, three or something like that um, in high school, even though that with that bad start. And in college, though, I was straight B-minus average. Like, I set the record for B-minuses, you know, basically <laughs> – do whatever it took to get a B minus, pretty much. Other than like my one of my last classes, I took human sexuality. I got an A in it. So, oh come on, I don't believe that. <laughs> I did. There's no way. There's no way. So, okay, I'll have to check the transcripts on that one. So, so go back though. I'm so intrigued about when you guys were moving around because. I never moved around a lot, so I still have friends from fourth grade. Oh. You know, my friends are from fourth and third grade still. So do you, when you moved around, do you still have any friends from when you were in second, third, or fourth grade? So, yeah, kind of the unique part of my moving was I lived in Ripon through first grade, moved to Iowa for a year because my dad was on this, you know, teaching sabbatical, moved back to Ripon for a year, Moved to Michigan for uh, five years, then moved back to Ripon again. So I have a lot of friends from Ripon, um, and because you know I, I kind of picked up with some of those friends when I went back to high school. Uh, a lot of you know a lot of it though, I kind of was out of sight, out of mind. I, like I forgot them, they forgot me. It was kind of weird, but. Um, and then the Michigan friends, I definitely have, you know, on Facebook. So, so Facebook's been really crazy in terms of all those reconnections. Iowa, I, I think there's only one person I'm even connected with on Facebook who I went to school with, and I don't even think she knows who I am. <laughs> I think it's one of those that they just, like, accepted a friend request, like, six, seven, eight years ago, whatever, and she had no idea who I am. So, yeah, that's pretty much the way that went. All right, so as the dog's barking, I don't know if you can hear that. Not mine, it's a neighbor's uh, dog. But um, you have parents that are teachers. Mm -hmm. You decide to go to college. What did you decide to major in? Well, initially, I majored in English. Um, well, understand, I went to a, a liberal arts school, so it's not like you, I was going to major in journalism, for example. Um, I had always wanted to be a sports writer, so I, so I majored in English. Um, didn't take long, I, I realized I really did not like English classes. So I like to write, but you could write in any class, especially in a liberal arts school. You're writing constantly. So I, um, it w then I got to my senior year, I actually dropped that major and changed my major to philosophy. Because at least then, I enjoyed what I was reading about and enjoyed what I was writing about. Um, but yeah, not that I, not that I knew what I was going to do with that then at that point. Because really, at that point, I had 
I mean, I'd taken some like writing fiction classes and I took a writing for television class, which is kind of cool. So I like everybody wrote an episode of a you know, show that they wanted. So I wrote an episode of, um, of uh, Seinfeld. And so, so stuff like that was kind of cool, but I didn't really, I kind of decided I probably wasn't going to be a writer. I, I had very low expectations for what I was going to do when I got out of college. I really didn't know. So I, I cannot let you go without saying, do you think very deeply? <laughs> <laughs> That's a hip hop reference. Anytime I hear I'm a philosopher and say, yes, I think very deeply. I think that, I don't remember, who is that? Karis One. I was going to say Karis One. Yeah. And he, he, it's Karis One. But I, there's a, I actually heard him speak. He came to Ripon College once to speak. What? Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Edutainment. Edutainment. So, um, so you you decide to major in philosophy. You just what what made you decide not to become a teacher though? So you well, your here, parents are teachers. You're here, breathing the teaching air, eating it. What's going on? Why don't you become a teacher? Here's the funny thing. Um, I, I really th- this is a part of my life I often forget. So I really have a hard time piecing together when it happened. Um, so for a year after I graduated, I was a bartender, but there was a time that I, w- I went back home and I bartended for like nine months. Ago. But there's a, I, I don't even know when this, I really struck. I think it happened while I was bartending. Um, I took classes to, um, become a teacher. So I went to Ripon college and took some, some classes to be a teacher. Um, it's such a blur. I really do not remember it at all. Um, well, you were a bartender. Were you a drinking bartender? <laughs> not really. Not really. <laughs> and then uh, even when I went back to I- Iowa, because you know Lisa, my, my now wife, um, she was still in school. I went and got a job, but I know that I was still taking a class or two then to be a teacher. And then it just stopped. <laughs> I, I I don't remember the thought process behind it. Um, you know, there obviously was some motivation at some point that I was like, you know what, I'm going to do something with my life. I'm going to become a teacher. And then I was like, eh, never mind. I, I don't remember that at all, but, um, I don't know. I, I think ultimately, um, I think I, I struggle more with kids who are certain ages. Like, and I don't know if I'd be a good elementary school teacher, um, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot about it that appealed to me, but ultimately, I, I think like, like a lot of things back then, um, I'd start doing it, start doing something that I wouldn't follow through. That's pretty much what happened with that more than anything, I think. So you're a quitter. I was a quitter. <laughs> I was a quitter. <laughs> so, when, when, so tell me sports writing. Mm-hmm. So you, you're in undergrad, you take a class in sports writing, you take a class in writing a TV show. Why did why did you not pursue any of those? Sports writing sounds cool. Well, I kind of did. Um, so, I mean, keep in mind, when I, you know, a couple years after graduation, I, on the side, I was writing for fantasy sports sites, and then I started my own. And then when I went to work for the NBA, I was writing there as well. It, it was usually about fantasy sport, fantasy basketball. But like when I went to 
And like if you, to this day, if you were to search John Loomer, Kevin Durant, NBA like draft, you will find a mock draft. I think it was a 2007 mock draft where um, s- several of the NBA writers had to make a pick. And I picked Kevin Durant with the first pick, which was not the pick that ended up happening, but it was, it was, it was an awesome pick. But anyway, point being, I would occasionally do some like just pure NBA stuff. I went to the, and to the NBA All-Star game in Vegas, and I covered it as a, as a writer as opposed to a fantasy guy. So it happened a little bit, but um, I don't know. I don't know why, why I didn't pursue that more either. It's, it's a good question. You quit again. Kind of. I mean, I did leave the NBA. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a very complicated question. I, I, I think we have our title for the podcast, John the Quitter. So, <laughs> Well, you know, I mean, like all, all this stuff. Ultimately, I'm happiest. I, I wouldn't even say so much doing what I'm doing now, but I'm happiest being my own boss and and being glad that I, I figured that out because um, whether it's being a sports writer or a teacher or whatever, I don't like having a boss. I really don't. And I, I like having full control over um, what I'm doing and what my hours are and when I'm working. Um, so... All right, yeah, I'll make a different. What's that? I'll talk to Lisa and tell her that she's not your boss because I know she is, but that's okay. She is my and boss. So, she is my boss in life. <laughs> she is. Uh, so going back to your parents, your dad and mom, they're teachers. What skills do you think that you've learned from them that you have right now that that you use or what skill that you wish you had that your parents had that you don't have? Driving by a sign and seeing a misspelling or punctuation error and pointing it out. (laughs) Who is that? Which one is that? (laughs) Mainly my dad. Uh, (laughs) Nice. And it's annoying, but I do it too. Because like little things drive me crazy where like they put an apostrophe where they're not supposed to. And then they're like, then you're supposed to make a joke about what they're, what they're really saying by, by, because of that misspelling or bad punctuation. And then you, you laugh about it and you look, look, look like an arrogant punk. But that's pretty much what I, what I learned. But um, I mean, spelling and, um, you know, analytical skills. And I think uh, the fact that, my dad was a, a computer science, you know, like in computer science. So like we already had, we always had computers in the house, or a computer in the house like early, like we, even in the eighties. Um, so that wow, you, you and Bill Gates. Yeah. So that helped me be comfortable with computers early. Um, you know, even though I like, I don't like math so much. Um, like, but I was always kind of pretty good at it so or good enough at it. like I passed out of having to take any math class in college so I didn't I didn't take any math in college but um still like I'm a like a stats nerd so I don't know how you reconcile those two things but because I love stats whether it's baseball stats or you know marketing stats or or whatever so I definitely get that from my dad but you know otherwise the spelling and the, I mean, the writing and the grammar and yeah Nice. So I got to know this because whenever I hear that you've had computers 
that long ago. I don't even remember which computer there was. Commodore? Was it Commodore? What did you have? We always had like Apple IIe. Oh, look at you. So, yeah. Follower Steve Jobs. Yeah. Are you a finger typer? No, I, I think I type rather normally. <laughs> I actually, in, to, to kind of age myself, date myself, I took a typewriting class in high school. So I, I, I think by, by taking that, um, I'm, I have, because I don't, I think I was a lot of finger typer before that, but after that class, now I, I type more like you're supposed to. Well, yeah, there's no supposed to. I mean, I'm a, I'm a home row typer as well. So yeah. I've taken a typing class. Yeah. Matter of fact, a couple of typing classes. Was it so, with, was it with typewriters though? I don't think so. Yeah, so mine was I don't think so. That, I think the public school system in Illinois had enough money to <laughs> pay, pay for computers. I feel like, you know what, the crazy so. thing is, I'm pretty sure we had computers in that school at that time. <laughs> but for whatever reason, we had to use typewriters to, to do this. It's weird. That's nice. All right, so I, I'm always curious about this. Whenever I hear somebody say it came from parents who were teachers, who was your favorite teacher and why? You know, I think there there are multiples for different reasons. I think Mr. Figs was uh, Figs. Mr. Figs. I like the name already. And fourth grade, he so he was my first exposure uh, in Michigan, um, you know, to a new teacher, and I was scared and intimidated in this you know this new school, and so I'm scared and intimidated, and I get this scary and intimidating coach who was an offensive lineman at Jackson State when Walter Payton went there, apparently something like that. And uh, so he's he's a big scary dude, and he liked to use that scariness as well. Like, so this this sounds awful. Like, uh, but he would like he would pop people on the head, you know, with his finger. Uh, he <laughs> Mr. Would, Figs. He would walk up to you and by your desk and just get go down and just stare at you. <laughs> and sometimes it was like. The tests test scores were in, and you want to make you feel like you did terrible, and then you end up. So it's, these are, these all sound like horrible things. But he was also a guy who, in the middle middle of the day, is like, you know what? Let's go to the gym and break dance. <laughs> let's go let's go outside, and I'm gonna be all you know. He'll be the quarterback, and let's play football. Uh, we we would get together and. Yeah, obviously breakdance and we wouldn't do that dude. But you know, it's eighty four, right? Uh and let's get together and go out to this restaurant as a as, you know, as a group, whatever. And he was fun, he was a disciplinarian, he uh you know, he 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 would he had connections too, because like he he was in the sports world. He brought in Chester Markle to talk to our class, which he was an old Packers kicker who had a lot of promise and then fizzled out because of drugs and alcohol and stuff. Um, so that's like something I remember. But anyway, so there were a lot of life lessons and stuff with Mr. Figs. Um, and then uh, beyond that, I don't know, man. I had Mrs. So <laughs> Mr. Figs, Mr. Figs in fourth grade, Mrs. Phipps in second grade. Uh, but I don't, I don't remember a whole lot about her. I just remember that I really liked her. But um and then uh, oh, you remember? Uh, was, was, no. she, was she good looking? Come no, on, come on, come on. Uh, <laughs> and then I, beyond that, I don't know. There, there are teachers here and there. I mean, Mr. Bardig in in high school, uh, which is like uh, history class. 
Mr. Watson and, and math, even though I wasn't very good at it, he made it fun. You know, there are a few of them out there. So I cannot let you go without exploring your breakdancing skills. <laughs> if you're gonna say, hey, <laughs> hey, I've got some. I, I was in a breakdancing contest with uh, like three three guys, and uh, no, it, it's it was the real deal. All right, <laughs> breaking or beat street. I need to know breaking or beat street. Breaking to electric boogaloo. Oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah, I could absolutely. I think I'm going to have to ask Lisa to see if they can find some old Polaroids of you with parachute pants on. Uh, it might be hard to find, but uh, my breakdancing song was Jam On It by Nucleus. Oh, I love Jam On It. Jam, jam, just jam, jam on it. <laughs> I love that song. Too. Jam On It. Jam On It. <laughs> All right, I got to take a sip. It's getting mm. warm in San Diego right now. But no, I, it, we've done family videos. You've seen those family, like, where we're doing uh, doing songs and lip sync kind of stuff. And where I break out the, the backspin. Yeah, that's right. I have seen I have seen that. I thought I thought you were having, on YouTube. Like, anyone anyone could find them. I think if you go to YouTube slash John, YouTube.com slash John Loomer, I think they're there. I haven't done much YouTube right. in a while. So tell me this. So you, you mentioned your brother being like brilliant. Yeah. What what does your brother do now? What what's going on? What's going on with him? Uh he's a he's a programmer. So oh, okay. he he had been at uh Target Target's uh home office in Minneapolis and now he and his wife are moving to Seattle and he's looking for a new job. But he had been there for a long, long time. Was he better than you in baseball? No. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> no, but that, that said, I mean, uh, he was three years older than me. So um, it was all, all, and I wasn't very good either. So let's, let's be clear. Um, so it was always good, though, having an older brother. So he was still better than me at the time, always, you know, because he was he was bigger and stronger and whatever. But... And we did. We played a lot of catch, played a lot of wiffle ball, and uh, yeah, I think I don't remember how much he played in high school. He might have played a couple years, but yeah, he was more of a first baseman. I was a, a middle, in, like a second baseman outfielder. Got it. So when I think of childhood, the first thing I always think about are superheroes. Who's your favorite superhero, and why? Huh. I don't know, man. I wasn't big into action figures and stuff. But, I don't know, maybe Hulk. Maybe Hulk. Oh, okay. But uh, I, I, don't, I don't have a strong attach, attachment either way. So you didn't have, like, any Hulk figurines? You had, like, the Red Rider, BB gun type stuff? Like, what toys do you remember? I had, I had a few Transformers. Oh, okay. Um, but even then, it's like, you know, I had, oh, man, what was the name of that one? It was a blue and black one that uh, transformed into an airplane. Thundercracker. I had Thundercracker. <laughs> but it was like the only one. You know, I don't know. I was more of like a baseball cards guy. 
I had lots of baseball cards. Where where are those cards now? Most of them are in our our crawl space. Oh, so you still have them? Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Now, like during high school, that kind of started my entrepreneurial spirit a little bit. Back when they had, remember billboards? So before there was <laughs> inter- internet, there was there were billboards you connect to on on online. Mm-hmm. And there were auction billboards, and I would sell baseball cards on these auction billboards. So um, I actually don't have a lot of the good stuff anymore because I would sell it back then. But oh, that's terrible. I have some. I still have my Robin Young rookie. Well, actually, I, I gave have since I since gave that to Michael several years ago so he's got my robin yount rookie but the crazy thing is like everything's gone down in value it's it's ridiculous so it's not even like that big of a deal anyway yeah you're you you do not have your pete rose rookie card i don't have any pete rose rookie card no <laughs> so your first money because i always love that because i think about when as an entrepreneur fellow entrepreneur as well you think about the the ways that you made money for the first time and i always used to ask what's the first job you had? But I like the idea of saying, what's the first money you made? How'd you make it? Um, I think paper out. Oh, ah, okay. Out the first. Um, I'm trying to think, you know, if there's anything before that, like I, you know, I did some babysitting. Uh, I don't remember what came, what came first between babysitting and paper out. Um, then like in high school, I worked at Hardee's, which was awful. Oh, fast so food. Terrible. I had no idea. So I had terrible. no idea. You- <laughs> I always remember cause I was, I was young, so I, I couldn't like work fryers or anything like that. Um, so I was working register and then like if someone puked or something, I had to clean it up. Oh, mm-hmm. it was just, I still remember cleaning up. Puke. It was so terrible. <laughs> I, did you work any other Food service, not after parties. Uh, actually, kind of, yeah. Um, well, first of all, though, I was like in high school, I, I worked Radio Shack, and then, uh, oh. uh, but it was funny, it was a combination Radio Shack and Rippin' Drug. <laughs> so it was a drugstore, it's a drugstore slash Ben Franklin slash Radio Shack, but I was mainly in Radio Shack. But I would also stock the stock the, the new the, the drug stuff. And make delivery, drug deliveries. I was a drug dealer. Drug deliveries <laughs> to uh, the the nursing homes, and so it was. Yeah, it's really weird, weird job. And I did, I did that for several years, and then. Uh, All right. So. Yeah. But another, uh, but another one, another one. I have to say though. Um, so yeah, I did the the uh, bartending for like nine months, or whatever. But I also worked in a canning factory. So a green giant canning factory. I did that for a summer where I was working twelve hour days and I it was it was crazy. I would have never thought that you and Jay Z had something in common. I would. <laughs> you guys both deliver drugs. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna say I thought you were gonna say he worked in a canning factory, but <laughs> <laughs> No, that is great. Those are some great jobs. So as I as I look at all those jobs and then I think about your parents, I think about your brother, what what was the household like? Were there a lot of rules? Yes. I, yeah? Tell me about it. 
Well, no, I say there are a lot of rules. I I felt like uh, I didn't get out a whole lot. I mean, we had a very early curfew. Um, I always felt like I couldn't do a lot of things that my friends could. Um, you know, and, and looking back, I don't know how many rules there really were. I, I, I but it, it seemed like I couldn't do much. And it's but uh, I can't even think off the top of my head, you know, what those crazy rules were if there were any. I'd probably have to ask my brother what he remembers. It's a long time ago now. Yeah, well, I you you expected me not to dust off some old memories. I'm expecting you to cry at any moment, right? Now. Yeah. I mean, I, I I always consider, you know, to, I would say strict. It was strict, but you know, high expectations and you know, don't disappoint your parents and you know, I didn't get in a lot of trouble, that kind of thing. Got it. That makes sense. That makes sense. I, I like going through your your timeline. Are there any other like moments in life that were big deals for you and you had to make big decisions? Like we after college, your first job was what? That that was bartending. So I moved bartending after that. So I moved back to live with my parents and I bartended. And then uh, so Lisa was still in school, and then the following year, um, I moved moved to Iowa with Lisa. Um, we lived off campus. So I was basically like a, almost like a student again. It was, it was dangerous because she was still in school. So, um, so did that. But, uh, and that year I worked and, and I, I talk about this a lot that that was my first, I think real job where I was, I worked at a uh, telecommunications company and I was, a, and I was first a telemarketer. And I absolutely hated it. And I think having those kind of jobs that you really, really hate are really important. It's like I think about when I worked at the NBA and kids would come in straight from college and be bitching and complaining about the job. Like, you work at the freaking NBA. What's your deal? Like, I was a telemarketer, (laughs) you know? So I think, uh, and realizing that, like, I hated cold cold calls I hated selling stuff to people that they didn't want. I think that, you know, formed me in a lot of ways as far as what I what I'm doing now. Yeah, that that would that would tell you a lot. So so you feel a lot more gratitude now than I guess. Yeah. I'm glad I'm not a telemarketer, that's for sure. I mean, I think everybody needs a job they hate to really figure out what they don't want to do. And that probably also helps you decide what you do want to do. So I went from telemarketing to working in insurance. Also, job I hated. Did that for five years. But, um, you know, again, doing something I hated provided the motivation to do all this other stuff on the side that was fantasy sports related and eventually, you know, got me to working for the NBA. So I think I never really settled ultimately, and that's what helped. So, but with that being said, though, as an entrepreneur, there are still things that you hate, right? You hate doing. I mean, hate's a strong word. Okay. I mean, I, are you just talking about you know things that I do on a daily basis on my in my business? Or yeah, that's a good call. Because I like the way you distinguish hate because the things, the jobs that you hated, 
And I think sometimes as entrepreneurs, we lose the fact that sometimes we think in our daily tasks, there's things that we hate, but we really don't. No. They're just probably uncomfortable or they're just annoying. I mean, Wouldn't you say? Yeah, perspective is important. I hated cold calling sales. Hated it because I was terrible at it. I knew that um, if I got one of those calls, I'd hang up on them. And I felt bad that I was, that I was doing it. And um, it, was, it was embarrassing. I don't have anything like that. I mean, that's why I think that perspective is important that no matter what I'm doing now, I don't have anything like that where I'm like, I hate it and I'm embarrassed that I'm doing it. And I, I you know, it's just, it's painful. Um, so no, I don't have any of that. That's good. All right, I'm finishing up my beer. How are you doing on yours? Well, I guess I gotta drink it right now, hold on. Yeah. Hold on. So where are we at? Oh, at 35 minutes. So, yeah, you got anything else then? No. You got to wrap no, it up. You got to wrap it up somehow. Did you just stop? What did you do? What? We didn't have to wrap it up. <laughs> How am I going to wrap this up? I'm going to wrap this up by saying, hey, I love the fact that you don't really have a superhero because the Hulk doesn't count. Yeah. Oh, come on. Why does the Hulk not count? I think because I don't. I would say if you look around at Halloween, and you say who's the most liked and loved superhero, you wouldn't see many people dressed like the Hulk. What What does being liked and loved matter? Because his he really doesn't have any superhero strengths like Superman or Batman. So you picking the Hulk, I'm a little suspect now. Yeah, I mean, look. If it came down to, I don't know, man, Superman, Batman, I, I, I definitely was like a Superman movie fan back then, but I watched Thundercats. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so, is, is it Thundercats or He-Man? Are they the same? No, or they're, they're different. They're different. Snarf, snarf. So man. which one do you, which one do you pick, Thundercats or He-Man? Well, I. You know, I, I really, I didn't really watch He Man, but uh, okay, I, I would have watched. You know what though? What I watched more of was stuff like um, Scooby Doo and the Smurfs, and like I, again, I wasn't much of a Bang Bang, you know, kind of kind of kid. You know, I didn't, I didn't have toy guns really. I don't think so. I wasn't like a, you know, action figure and you know the action cartoon kind of kid but uh so yeah gi joe i was i wasn't one of those kids that had all those gi joe figures or anything lots of friends wow. yeah well i'll tell you this for all those listeners out there that are stats nerds that are disruptive whenever their parent would be a substitute teacher <laughs> And they started out working in Hardee's as a babysitter and canning. In a canning factory. <laughs> in a canning factory, your life really isn't over. You still have a lot of potential. <laughs> I, I, I think it's really. I, I think it's a good point though, because nothing in that history leads you to think this is a person that should be starting his own business and would be successful and be happy. And so. It, it took many, many years to get to that point. 
And uh, that's, that's why I continue to look at it in kind of disbelief that it happened and it's happening. But, you know, I think there's, there's some luck. There's just, I think all, a collection of all of those, those uh, experiences um, helps. It con- contributes. But you don't have to be the smartest guy in the room. You don't have to be the person who's had the most success in school and, and thinks Superman's awesome and, and uh, you know, it's it, it, it just, it, it, there's really no rhyme or reason to it, basically. Well, I'll tell you this. If I had another beer, I would cheers Mr. Figs, Miss Ms. Phipps, Mr. Watson, Right. <laughs> and your parents for helping shape you. Thanks, man. Well, cheers to you with this uh, empty glass. Cheers to you. All right. So, yeah, that, that's. I think it's a good way to wrap it up. Uh, where can people find you, Jr.? They can find me on Twitter at Backup CEO, and they can go to BackupCEO.com, or they can email me at J O H N at Backup CEO. All right, man. Awesome. Thanks again. Until next time, do awesome things. We're out.